0: You're listening to Lessons from the Boardroom, a business podcast with Kevin Minton, CEO of Chief Executive Boards. Hello, I'm Kevin Minton, and welcome to our podcast, where we
1: talk with business owners about their journeys and lessons they've picked up along the way that have steered them to success. I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time, and we're excited to host our good friend, Robert Dermott, who is our guest on the podcast today. Robert is the president of Kinsale Contracting Group, which is a demolition and environmental remediation company based in the Chicago, Illinois area. He, along with three other partners, started Kinsale nearly 20 years ago. Robert has since sought out his partners and has taken the helm as president of the organization. Kinsale continues to grow and evolve as a very successful company. And I wanted to ask Robert to share with us some of his biggest lessons, challenges, and successes along the way. So with that, we'll get started into the conversation. Welcome to our podcast, Robert. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It's great. It's great to have you on the show today, Robert, and uh, we're very excited to have you and looking forward to uh, this conversation with you today. Uh, But before we get started uh, discussing your journey with Kinsell, I'd like to ask you if you would just maybe take a moment and share a little background about yourself so our listeners can get to know you.
2: Sure. Uh, Kevin, I've been in the construction industry for a little over 30 years. Started out in safety and went into demolition, environmental remediation is what we do now. Um, In that interim, we've had, uh, I've been married to my lovely wife for 30 years, and we've had three kids. Uh, Three kids have graduated college and all have moved out of the state of Illinois. So, not sure if they're the smart ones or not, but uh, that's where we're at on that. Um, I enjoy, uh, my wife and I enjoy uh, camping and motorcycle riding and just doing a lot of things around the house cooking things like that
1: sounds like you're enjoying the journey so far robert yeah. and uh that fa- fantastic uh for you and Julia julie's just a wonderful lady and i've had the the pleasure of meeting her and and uh becoming friends with you guys over the years robert uh let's let's dive into the conversation around uh how you got started uh with kinsale and and so Tell us a little bit about the business and what you guys actually do at Kinsale.
2: Well, what we do is selective demolition. Um, It's not taking full structures down. We go into office spaces, hospital suites, uh, multi-story buildings, and and completely gut and bring back existing buildings to their original state uh, when they originally built them so that they can be rebuilt with new construction. Uh, We also do the environmental associated with that. It's asbestos lead, mold remediation, so all the nasty stuff that people typically don't want to handle. We take care of that, um, and, and that's uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell for Consale.
1: And so you, I'm, I'm assuming you guys uh, primarily stick to the Chicago area, is that correct?
2: Yes, uh, we mainly are in the Chicagoland area. Uh, the density in Chicago with the buildings is, is really our forte. Um, we will go out of town uh, depending on the customer's needs. Um, we typically don't solicit, but we go out to town with customers.
1: You you talk about this being kind of a, a dirty, nasty business. Uh, how, how in the world, uh, So you know, just tell us a little bit about how, how did you get started in this? What was it that sort of brought you to this business?
2: Well, after college, uh, <clears throat> returned back to Illinois, and I was at Wright State in Dayton, Ohio. And came back and started working with my father for a competitor at this point, um, and kind of learned the, the the field and what was going on. I applied a lot of the safety aspect to what I was doing in the field as well. And the nuances of this work is you're in old buildings that have construction, as people say, they don't build them like they used to. Thank God they don't. <laughs> the uh, amount of uh, unknowns in old construction is something else. So that's the part, the engineering part that I really took a, a shining to. Um, so it, as time went on, uh, several of us at that particular company and my father uh, offered to buy the company out. And that was our first no, and it was the best no we ever heard. We started our business 20 years ago and continued on the same type of work uh, Expanded a little bit into um, detailed work, but the biggest thing we we focused on was uh, customer service and the ability to do what they ask us to do in a in an efficient, quick manner.
1: And and so you've been at this for quite a while now, for for several years. Yes. Uh. And uh, surely you have seen you know some some dips and some some successes and. You know different things along the way here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story. What's what's been the biggest challenge that you have faced uh, so far in, in in running this company?
2: Well, the biggest challenge always is the economy. Um, as much as we want to work, uh, are other people wanting to do their expansions or so forth? Um, and, and that's really been the the biggest uh, toughest thing to look at and forecast. Right, your employing people, uh, future equipment purchases, things like that, trying to see what the economy is going to do in the future. Do you have enough staff and equipment to do that work for the next year and so forth? Uh, that's been one of the biggest challenges. Uh, the second biggest challenge is trying to get as much information and workability out of each employee you know, there's uh, there's strengths and weaknesses in all employees. No one employee is the same. But the ability to take those strengths and make it profitable for the company is
1: is what I really enjoy. So tell us a little bit more about that, Robert. What's you know, you you mentioned two challenges there: the economy being one, and then trying to, you know, get your people aligned and and work through uh, how to get you know the most out of those employees. How did you How did you overcome that, or what 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 have you worked through, or what have you seen in that journey and trying to overcome that situation?: Well, the economy
2: is is tough. You really have to be watching the markets. you have to see what's going on. We have different facets. We're working with commercial space, hospital space, retail space, and if you're watching the market and what they're doing, there's a lot of times you'll be able to tell that there's a dip coming. And you need to hold back on uh, new purchases, things like that, or uh, a large hiring time with uh, employees. Um, but the other biggest factor is talking with your customers, being out on the street, uh, listening to architects and, and just being there. Again, customer service, being with the customer, seeing what they hear, what they're planning for in the future is a big factor of what we do.
1: And then on the employee side, you mentioned that as being one of your biggest challenges as well. Uh, what have you seen there, and and how did you how did how are you working, or how did you overcome that situation? So we we have a team of managers
2: here at Consale, and we meet once a month and talk about different employees and what their strengths and weaknesses are. And if we can pick some of those strengths out, then we highlight them and try to to uh teach them and nurture them in that position so that we can get them in the proper position in the company uh, and and that is done a couple of different ways just communications um, sending them to further education uh and and training and to to understand what they can do and what they can what under have them understand what they can do sometimes they don't realize what they can do
1: and so what have you taken away from, uh, this experience so far, Robert? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I understand this, the, the, the economy being a challenge and, and trying to forecast that and trying to figure out what direction it's headed and where it's going. Here we are in an election year. Uh, I, I really don't want to date this, but we're in an election year right now. And mm-hmm. th- that usually has a, uh, some sort of a, uh, uh, a position on on what you're doing and d- do you build that into the equation as well uh, that you know that every four years when you come up on the election year or does that even have an effect upon your business?
2: Um, it, it does sometimes it's certainly having an effect this year um, and, and the thing about it is you, there are times that you have to pull back and reassess your business make sure you're efficient in the places that you can be and are still are and see if there's a way that you can be more efficient in other ways. So that's a, a, it's a good reflection time to see what the business is doing and what the economy is doing and be ready for after that election. So, yes, elections do have an effect in our business.
1: So what have you learned by going through those experiences, Robert? Uh, what, what key learnings would you, would you share with the audience today that, uh, who, who also may go through something like this?
2: Well, it, it's kind of twofold with the economy and the employees. Um, you're going to find that if you spend or invest in your employees, they tend to um, give back even more than what you've invested um, in, in appreciation, in efforts, all of those things are very important. And, you know, the biggest thing that I can take away from all of this is to understand that. Each individual person is a human. It, it's they're the ones that are building the company, and to be able to have them shine in their abilities makes them look good, makes the whole company look good, and, and it's a great place.
1: Well, Robert, we've talked a little bit about the you know the challenges that you faced uh, along the way, and you know some kind of within your control and some. Not so much within your control. I mean, nobody can ever predict or really control the economy, Uh, Mm -hmm. and you know you just have to kind of make adjustments that that go along with that. But through the years, I'm sure you've also had some success along the way, and so I'm going to ask you what's been your biggest success up to this point.
2: Biggest success is the ability to work with customers um, on a very in-depth level. So in other words, not when somebody comes out with a job and says, here, give me a price for this job, to create and work with the the process of putting that job together. That, I feel, is the biggest biggest success. If you start out with the architect, with the designers, and build this project, it, it is a great feeling.
1: And so so I'm assuming like uh that that's the difference between say just bidding a job that's that's come out and you, you bid it on paper and you just happen to win it versus actually sitting down, building a relationship, working collaboratively and cohesively with the customer that you're working with. That's that's exactly correct. And so, can you trace back and identify what contributed to your getting to that point of success, Robert? What, what, what was it that sort of uh, was the point of where you, uh, where you saw that, and how you know you 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 adapted to working that way so that you could be successful?
2: Well, the the customer service aspect it, it starts at the phone call, and somebody leaves a message in getting back to them quickly. And that's what we build here with all of our employees. It's a team effort. We all are working for one team. And when everybody works at the same time for, for the goal of the company, it, that team atmosphere is what gets you. You know, if a customer's calling, there, there's many people that they can talk to and get the same effect. And th- I think that's the biggest thing that has allowed us the success that we've had. It's a team play and moving forward with in treating every customer the same.
1: You know, it sounds like you built just a wonderful atmosphere there, Robert, with your company and your, your team actually takes ownership in how they engage with the customers how they treat the company and, uh, and, and so forth. It's not just you pulling the wagon. You've got an entire uh, team of horses, like you said, that uh, so to speak, to sort of pull the wagon and, and help you along.
2: Absolutely. That, that is it.
1: What a great feeling that must be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, given that you've had some of these challenges and, and successes along the way, uh, through the years, how do you think the journey has affected your personal life and maybe your personal relationships?
2: Well, um, just like many business owners, um, you can, it can be crazy at times. I think what has happened, um, the ups and downs of 20 years of Consale in uh, working with my wife uh, now at the company for the last seven years, uh, it's, it's been a rough journey at, at points, but the, the success is uh, much greater when you can share it with your family and friends. <clears throat> and I think the, the ability to separate work from uh, from your home life, Is a big factor, and I have been able to do that probably the last couple of years. Um, It's taken a long time, but I've I've learned to work that, and that tends to make the family life much easier.
1: (laughs) So, so tell me, Robert, how how do you do that? How do you separate that? What 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 barriers do you put up in place in order to separate? Uh, work from your family life uh, because you and your wife do work together in yeah. this business. And so, h- how do you do that? Well, the first thing when my wife
2: uh, came to work, she says, "I'm not going to work for you." <laughs> so she works directly for our office manager. So the separation that is a, is a very good separation. She has her tasks, and I have my tasks. Um, but this, the other part of that is we have the ability, if we wanted to talk about work, we could, or we can just stop it or, and cut it off. Um, we're more on the same page now. Um, whereas if she wasn't there, you know, I would talk about work and it, it sometimes didn't make sense to her. Um, so that aspect has been good. Um, my separation from the personal life from the work is I try to once a week spend several hours, a day away from work. I have an in-house office and I just look at future growth, future business, look at the business from the outside looking in, not having any distractions from the office uh, and look at ways to model and shape our business moving forward.
1: Robert, that's a tremendous way to look at it. And uh, so in other words, if if you want to have that discussion at the dinner table. At least your wife has some transparency into the business and knows what's going on, but you guys can elect not to, not to go there if you don't want to. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so Robert, if you, you you know, now that you've been down this road for all of these, if you had a chance to do it all over again, what's the one thing you would do different or change?
2: The one thing I would change is Excuse me. Is looking at the business from the outside sooner. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, don't. I think we're doing very well. I think we could have done better in years past. Um, and projecting, projecting what the future looks like, and following that path. And as you're following that path, know that you have to make a few adjustments here and there. But write it down. Um, get it down in front of you and. And review that on a regular basis, if you're with partners, review it with your partners, but that's you have to set goals out there, and that was one thing that um we did way at the beginning and I you know it's just so busy you're worried about building your company, and sometimes when you're trying to build your company, you lose sight of the future, and that's where I think a lot of businesses fail
0: okay. so
2: you've got to look in the future and map it out and follow that map the best way you can.
1: Well, you just, you just led me right into my next question was, uh, you know, what do you believe that makes some uh, business owners and, and leaders successful uh, while others tend to struggle? What What is that key factor there?
2: Well, I, what I just said about uh, the future, planning for the future, I think that's a big thing. The other aspect is listening. Um, there's a lot of people that think they know everything and if you start out thinking you know everything, you know nothing. I think it's very important to listen to all the people around you and people that you meet. It's a whole life experience. And you may not take all of that information, but you'll take bits and pieces of that information and apply it to where you need to in your business. And I think that, is, that makes a successful business person.
1: Well, Robert, I certainly appreciate you sharing your insight there. Uh, and so now with with Kinsale, um you know, it, it, it's been through many evolutions. And I know that you've been constantly working on uh, making some tweaks to make it even better and, and to position it for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with, with that in mind, what is it that sort of makes you optimistic about the future of KinSale? of, of where you guys are headed.
2: Um, I, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, with the economy and everything else that's going on society, I, I think this fourth quarter is going to be a little slight downturn, but I think first quarter is going to be an upturn. Um, there's just so much in this country that people want to give and people want to buy and build and and it's we're ready for it that's what gives us hope um, our customers what our customers are holding back and waiting for till next quarter that's a, a big part of it so I think we're going to be looking at a good first quarter next year
1: and and, and going going further in, into the future do you do you feel like you've got the company uh, positioned the way that you would like it or are you still are you still making tweaks?
2: I think if anybody thinks that their company is set, that's a problem. So I will be always working on the company moving forward. Um, and, and we're doing that now. We're looking at some different incentive programs for uh, next year for our salesmen. Um, that's something that we've never had before in this type of application. Uh, we're just looking at new, new opportunities and new ways for our employees and our customers to succeed.
1: You know, you, you you can't become stagnant and just no. keep doing things the, the same old way, uh, which, which you just pointed out, because I've seen so many businesses out there that have gotten passed by by their competitors or overtaken by their competitors or become uh, non-essential or obsolete. And it's just it's refreshing to see that you're continuously working on trying to become better, trying to build that good, cohesive team. Uh, and, and also just grow the company in and the right areas and being selective and taking that time, uh, Robert, uh, that, that you take away from the office to be strategic and how you approach it. That's, uh, you know, it, it's difficult to get a lot of business owners to think in that fashion that, you know, that you do need to step back and, and take that time away to be strategic uh, with, with business. Have you found that to be, have you found that to be valuable or helpful to you or, or uh, what, what, what's that been like for you? It's been very, very valuable.
2: Um, it gives me a peace of mind. It gives the ability to think differently and not worrying about something that ha- that's due tomorrow or do it, Two o'clock today, it it gives you time to look in the future, and it you know I'm not going to say everything has worked perfectly, but most things the the different directions that we've taken have uh, determined to be profitable, which is good, and and the ability for me to relax uh, and really enjoy our team here. I mean, we have a fantastic team of employees. It's unbelievable. And that really you know, helps with my life.
1: Well, Robert, I want to thank you for taking time to share your experience with our listeners today. Uh, you've got a, a, just a fantastic organization. I've seen it firsthand and met a lot of your people and uh, you've built just an incredible team and a legacy uh, with, with your company and we're about to uh, we're about to run out of time here and I I'd, I'd like to but 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 before we do I'd like to ask you where can people connect with you to learn more about you and can sell and, uh, and 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 make that connection.
2: Well, you certainly can see us on the website at www.kinsalecg.com or LinkedIn
1: or Facebook or Twitter. Fantastic. Well, Robert, thank you for your time today. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show, and I certainly hope that we can have you come back and join us again for another podcast down the road.
0: Sounds good, Kevin. I enjoyed it. The Lessons from the Boardroom podcast is sponsored by Chief Executive Boards. It's lonely at the top, but that doesn't mean you need to go it alone. We've got your back. At Chief Executive Boards, you have access to business best practices, insights, and resources that can help you eliminate the stress, anxiety, and pitfalls of running a business. Whenever you're ready, here's how we can help. Number one, get a copy of Kevin's book, In Search of Balance, The Business Owner's Guide to Building a Business and a Life at ChiefExecutiveBoards.com slash book. Number two, attend a Chief Executive Boards event in your area to find out if CEVI can help you. For a list of upcoming events in your area, go to chiefexecutiveboards.com slash events or call 864-527-5917.